Greetings, Game Cola faithful, and welcome to the Game Cola podcast. This is podcast number 166. And like cereal, we're tricks. Not for. Wait, yet yeah, we are for kids, but not just kids. Tricks the cereal. That's the that's the rhyme I'm doing this time. Uh, also, along with my terrible rhymes and terrible introductions, we have. Hey, John's here, ready to talk about some video game movies. And I'm your host and podcast commander, Joseph Martin. If I didn't say that. Oh, you are. Oh, I thought you were. I thought you were Anna for a second. <laughs> um, John and I have both seen video game movies recently. In particular, we have the Super Mario Brothers movie, which was just recently announced. The Super Mario Brothers movie. The the is important because it's the definitive Super Mario Brothers movie. (laughs) Yes, there have been others, but they don't count anymore. (laughs) Shigeru Miyamoto would very much like you to believe that. I have seen the interviews. He is surprisingly open about how much he does not like the old movie. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, what movie? Like, not directly, but you think (laughs) in, like, interview, like, there's, like, interview speak where you're like, oh, you know, you kind of say neutral and you don't kind of, like, show your hand. But, like, he doesn't say, like, I hate the old movies, but, like, the way that he talks about the old movies is very obvious that he is not a fan. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, they're whatever. Um, we gave him money. Don't, don't look at, don't look at me. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it's been released and not only that, but it's been doing pretty well. It's at over, uh, 700 million at the time of recording was the most recent number, but that number I'm sure will continue to change. That's, that means it's done it is done holy money (laughs) and i think like part of the reason i bring that up is because you know it's it's been more it's had a higher gross so far than i think both sonic movies combined which is not to be a slight on them but as much as to say that like this will be influential right like people will pay attention to this this will have ramifications about what studios think is valuable about a video game movie and what would make a video game movie successful and so i think if you care about video games you care about video game movie adaptations you will want to know about this movie even if you haven't watched it because i think it's going to affect what we see in the video game adaptation landscape going forward yeah for real like this is just it's it's a very interesting time because it's like uh well some video game movies have the re- had the reputation or the narrative of not being of not being good. A lot of them made money and a lot of them also have like cult followings. Like the first Mortal Kombat movie from 1995 is probably still high on my list for like ranking video game adaptations cuz it is just a fun movie but it also made so much money. Like that was the first like big success for a video game movie because then what would you have before that the Street Fighter or movie with Jean Claude Van Damme that didn't make a lot of money but it still has a cult following but so I guess it made a profit like over time through like home video sales and whatnot and then like before that there was what Double Dragon the original Super Mario Brothers movie <laughs> it's a very interesting time because like and. And between, like, the 90s and early 2000s, video game movies have gone from somewhat successful to making making profits, but not, like, good critical adaptation. And now it's just, like, it's mixed to positive critical adaptation and just buttloads of money now. 
And because these yeah. big names are just are getting movies that people have waited for for so long. Because like Sonic only had like what an, like animated TV shows that were like that were very wish washy in terms of quality and views. And now we have like two solid Sonic movies making uh, making almost half a billion dollars each. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah, insane. and and in improving too, like the I'm. I don't remember the exact numbers, but I'm pretty sure Sonic Two was uh, had a larger revenue yeah. than Sonic One, for example. Yeah. I, so, like, I haven't pulled up. I right would, now. <laughs> uh, Sonic yeah. One had like 320 million, and then Sonic Two had 405 million. Right. So, like, even if I'm saying like, you know, Mario is outpaced them combined. Like, I also think that like it is reasonable to to say that the success of the Sonic movies is a reason why is I don't I don't think the Mario movie would have been a flop without the Sonic movies but I think that it is in, engendered some trust into hey a video game a modern video game movie adaptation can be good from people who like I think with the first Sonic movie there were a lot of people who were like video game movies are always bad or always like just barely at like cult following level of interest so i'm not going to get too invested in it even before and sonic movies i think the reputation was starting because i didn't think it real it didn't really start until the detective pikachu movie yeah that's a that's another good that's a good example but yeah. that one uh, that one is also like it's a weird space right like obviously pokemon is huge but like the detective like it's not it's not like the definitive pokemon they waited movie. they waited until there was a pokemon movie with an actual story to make a movie out of <laughs> yeah well it's 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 funny because it's like detective pikachu was just like this weird little spin-off thing and then they that's the one they made a big movie out of it's it yeah i think i think that is part of the transition into the space that we see now where we have these and I think we'll we'll get into talking about the Mario movie itself. Um, I just want to give some like context for why I think this is like worth having a pretty extended discussion about on the podcast. <laughs> um, it's like we're moving into this realm of video game adaptations that I would call almost like hype, uh, hyper authentic, hyper like very clearly focused on adapting as closely as possible yeah it's because in a way that video game movies i feel like before and this is this is part of the reason i think the mario movie does so well is like and gets such a positive response from audiences is because there's there's a vibe that i get watching older video game movies where they're almost embarrassed about their source material and they yeah. like make these changes that say like oh but like oh i know this seems kind of silly but actually we're doing this or like They'll have moments where the characters will be like, I, I can't think of any examples off the top of my head, but like things where it's like, oh, huh, isn't that weird? Oh, uh, I guess that we're doing that and it's weird. And, and it's like with these more recent adaptations, it's like, no, th- we're putting this in the movie because we think it's cool. We think people like it. Maybe we'll make some changes just to fit the medium better, but we're not making changes because we think the audience won't like the original source material also it's yet to think of the state of hollywood like at the time when like video games started like getting video game adaptations because what the first one was the super mario brothers movie this was the 
it came out in the year 93. So what you have Super Mario World out at the end. So there was only four games. And so basically the video game industry was still like, it was still growing at that point. Like, like mm-hmm. compared to what it is now, because like you could say it's like, Oh, Oh, that was 90s and early 80s were like peak video game height. I'm like, no, nah, it's still technically starting out considering where they are now, but it's, mm-hmm. it's like, but Hollywood at that time in the 90s, it was just men in suits. It was, just, it's like they were grown men, like look, looking at like a property or IP and looking at a name, just being like, oh, pe- people seem to like this Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> it's like we can make That's some a money. That's great Paul Francis impression, John. <laughs> we love you, Paul. But, but still, but yeah, it's like they, they didn't see it as like an IP. They just saw their kids playing it and be like, oh, I can, mm-hmm. and like, this is very popular for kids. Kids movies are making a lot of money right now because what? This was during the time of the Disney Renaissance. Like kids movies were making buttloads of money. So it's like kid, kids property, uh, money, making money right now. Let's make a move. Let's make a movie. And I don't know why they didn't want to make it animated at the time, but still. Yeah, that's the other thing too. It's like, yeah, Disney kid movies are doing so well. So we're going to make this live action movie with adult just real big adult guys just doing adult things but, in dark and gritty New York City. Like, actually, let me see how much the original Mario movie made because, like, I even think, th- well, even then, all you but kids are kids. All you have to say was Super Mario M- Brothers movie, and they'd be like sold immediately. I just saw the ads mm-hmm. in like Nintendo Power and whatnot. They would get instantly hyped, even though it still looked nothing like Mario. I just clicked on the wrong. Mm-hmm. Wikipedia page for the wrong movie. <laughs> okay, hang on. Plot twist. They deleted the Wikipedia page of the original Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> <laughs> they do. <laughs> Nintendo does not want you to know that it exists. Um, I have to type in 1993, don't I? Yes, I do. Hello. There you are, Bob Hoskins. Okay, yeah, that was a big flop. Okay, so on a budget of... Okay, so that's actually a modest budget for the time. $48 million uh, for for the 90s. So that's... That was actually that was pretty big budget for the time, but, but it made thirty eight or almost thirty nine million dollars. So it was a big flop, big flop. Mm-hmm. So while some kids were enamored by the idea of a Super Mario Brothers movie, they <laughs> didn't buy it fully, and they definitely right. didn't go well, back I to think, see it again. <laughs> yeah, sure. I think I think a parent would show up to that and be like, "This does not seem like it's a movie for children." Um, another thing that's different about modern times though, is that you and we have more people who have like grown up with the IP. Yes. Right? Yes. Like, that was the point I was trying to make before I went on my tangent yeah. on Wikipedia. But the, right. <laughs> but the, uh, right. Yeah. It's cause like, if you look at the producers, like at Illumination, the comp- the animation company that made the movie, it's like, they're a lot younger than you would think. It's like, they're like thirties right now. It's like, oh, these people definitely played definitely played like mario as kids they definitely had nes's they definitely had super nes they're probably they're probably they probably have switches right now <laughs> it's so yeah it's insane so yeah, it, it's just the amount of love care and attention to detail in these products has definitely grown over time even like something as mediocre as the uncharted movie it still has like it still has like some beats and musical cues it was well. It still feels like some like men in suits are like, give us, make money, give us money. Just do. they still have like control over like 
the overall like creative input that goes into the movie, but you could still you could tell there are inklings of some creativity, definitely in like the set design <laughs> and Bleed some editing through choice. The it's, cracks. it's like we got it's like we gotta have some fun with this, and there definitely is, but it's like mm-hmm. it's like men and still say you gotta cast Tom Holland, you gotta cast Mark Wahlberg, you gotta cast yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, I think. <laughs> I think we have we have given enough context yeah. for why the Super Mario Brothers movie is important just beyond being a video game movie about the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> Mario, Jumpman Mario. John, what did you think like the movie itself? One line short yeah, Super Mario Brothers movie. What was your what's like your your one line takeaway? Cute. <laughs> not one okay, not one word <laughs> takeaway. Like a sentence. A uh, very well crafted fun time at the movies. Okay, yeah, I I I liked it. I think it had a lot of strong points that have it has done better and maybe been one of the only one movies to really do it the way that it has done it. Um, with a few notable uh, weaknesses that are understandable, probably and keep it from being like like oh man, what a great movie, but like not. Not so much that it would completely like it would it would really ruin your experience. It, it's the, the kind of things where you're like you think about them after watching the movie and you're like, yeah, that was kind of weird or they, that was kind of weak. But it's not. But while you're watching the movie, you're like, even if you notice it, you're kind of like, well, I'm still having a good time. But yeah, this is kind of silly. Um, we could get more into that. I don't know what 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 part of the movie do you want to talk about first? I feel like there's no point in some. I'll start with this. There's no point in like trying to summarize the movie yeah. because there's not like it's it's moving from action set piece to action set piece basically. So we're well, uh, we're talking I, about I a part that, of the movie. That's a good that's you, a good jumping off point because when you say that structure, yeah. it's like yeah, this movie barely has structure. <laughs> or like yeah it's let's just talk about like the main criticism that's like going like it's going around about them yeah that makes sense the, and then we'll this get is, to the this is probably stuff. the thing that stands out the most is that like i think you'll hear people say that it doesn't have a plot and like i remember hearing that and be like what does that mean? like how does a movie not like not have a plot yeah and what so... <laughs> i think people mean is that there isn't like and i think what you said makes a lot more sense it doesn't have a lot of structure yeah it is it is a very yes. It is a, a yes and makes it sound bad. It's a very and then movie, right? Mm-hmm. Mario goes to a, you know Mario falls down a pipe and then he meets Toad and then he gets to the castle and then he meets the princess yeah. and then they do an obstacle and then course. Brooklyn gets They're, flooded. Wait, why did that happen? What? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> right. There's not. There's not a lot of and therefore or and buts, which I think that's a that's like a classic like. If you want to break down the the pacing of your scene to scene in a way that's like really engaging, like, there needs to be like a consequence or a complication. And there's not a lot of consequences, and there and there's a few complications, but scene to scene, they're not really there. It's more like act transition to act transition. Yeah, there is a there's a complication. Yeah, it's um, it's the most prevalent of this is like. Whenever it, it cuts back to, actually, 
I'm going to compare something you wouldn't even think about, think about of doing this better. Uh, so, you know, you're watching Power Rangers, for example. <laughs> <laughs> no, here, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> I'm with you me. so far. Okay. So it's like you have the action scenes, the uh, scenes where they're humans, all the comedy and whatnot, the comic relief. And then it, you always have those scenes where it cuts back to the main villains in their evil lair, like scheming what to do about those pesky, pesky Power Rangers. It's like, and they're basically spying on the heroes this whole time. It's like, oh, the, Jason's doing this, so I'm going to send down this henchman to deal with him there. That doesn't happen in the Mario movie. <laughs> what happens is, whenever it just cuts back to Bowser, he's informed of what Mario was doing, and he does nothing about it. It just cuts back until, to <laughs> until the very until end. Like, yeah, until like, where it's like, all right, it's time to start the third act. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's set, like, basically, let's end, Bowser comes in to end the second act, but most of the second act, Bowser doesn't really do anything. Yeah. He, there's, there's a lot of, like, holding around, get, basically getting from scenes with Bowser that clearly they wanted to show, but there's not necessarily any reason for them other than to, like, break up the Mario sections a little bit and to hammer, I mean, you hammer home some characterization, but, like, there's no reason to say, like, why this scene had to happen now instead of somewhere else, aside from the line that is updated about Mario is relevant to whatever just happened. Yeah. But, like, it's basically, it just hammers home. Bowser is ready to go to the Mushroom Kingdom, and he wants to try to marry Princess Peach, and if he can't do that, he'll destroy the kingdom. It's, like, cool. And like, Established. And we, just and then... <laughs> iterate, we just iterate on that over and over again throughout the second act. Um, as Mario just kind of goes from like, here's the stuff that references Super Mario Brothers. Here's the stuff that represents Donkey Kong Country. Here's <laughs> the stuff that represents Mario Kart. And it's like, once we get through those three things in the second act, then it's like, all right, now we can, now we can actually wrap this story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, there's like no, every time it cuts back to Bowser, you're just like, why did we cut back here? He's just like talking about Peach again for the third mm -hmm. time. And while granted, Every scene with Jack Black as Bowser is freaking hilarious. <laughs> On its own, I was busting busting a gut. It was. It's like, yeah, I'm having a, I'm having fun, but it still doesn't. It doesn't like help the movie though as a scene. It right. just means it yeah. just means oh, it's a funny scene, and you just it's didn't a, know where else to put it. It's a less than the sum of its parts sort of thing, where it's like it's a good piece by itself, but put together. It doesn't really enhance the scene, and in fact, the, it's kind because it doesn't enhance it. It, I don't know if you'd say it's like neutral or negative because it's not. It, it feels like it's only negative in the sense of the opportunity it costs to do something better. I feel like is the way yeah. to, to present it. I would say it's my my favorite. I really liked uh, Luigi in the movie. Uh, I feel like Luigi got a lot of the best lines. Yes, um, like some of my favorites were like where Mario says like you can't be go around being scared all the time and luigi says you'd be surprised <laughs> <laughs> um and then the bit where he's talking with bowser and that's is in the trailer where it's like uh uh you think i know every single village mustached man with a outfit that's color coded outfit with a letter the first letter of his name on his hat because <laughs> i don't know that <laughs> Like that's a that was a he's not I mean, he's not lying reason he, to put it in the trailer. He's not lying. He doesn't know about Wario yet. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> um, yeah, I think maybe maybe now we can go on to like the characterization, the characters, the performances. Uh, again, uh, and I, I've watched some reviews after watching the movie. I try to do that just to sort of like 
not let reviews color my opinion too much, but then also to get a sense of what other people are thinking. It seems like, you know, I, the thing I hear over and over again, Bowser and Luigi, I think were people's favorite performances. Um, you know, Chris Pratt got a lot of grief. I think even before, from before me the movie and came us. Out, before the movie came out, I was like, really? And then, like, in the movie itself, I was fine with him. I was perfectly fine. Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, I, I, I do think there was still some shrug. I, I would even say, like, the voice cast is, I, I think with the Mario movie, right? Like, there's a lot of cool stuff. Like, you know, when we talk about the Mar- Super Mario section, the Donkey Kong section, and the Mario Kart section, like, there's a lot of cool attention to detail, a lot of, what that one Leonardo DiCaprio meme where he's like pointing at the TV, <laughs> you know, that there's a lot of that where you're like, Oh yeah, that thing. Oh yeah, that thing. I know that thing. Um, I'm pointing, you can't see it, but I hope the energy of me pointing comes across in the audio. Um, and all that like, is that's, just, it's, uh, all that's cool. It's all like small, cool details. That's like great animation design mm-hmm. and great set design. Because mm-hmm. even, it looks even beautiful. In, believe it or not, it's even never... in animated movies, they have to have set designers to be like, what, um, what to put where and whatnot. <laughs> it's very and, complicated, but yeah. <laughs> and even though, like, you talk about, like, oh, there's not a plot, a lot of time when you hear about a movie, they're like, oh, it doesn't really have a plot or nothing really happens. It's like, oh, then, so the movie's boring. It's not boring. Like, practically speaking, stuff is happening. Mario is driving around on a cart, or he's being surrounded by a bunch of monkeys. It's just or, a bunch of stuff that like, has nothing to do not with the people. <laughs> yeah, they're they're not just, like, sitting there talking, sl- and, and, like, nothing is happening. It's just that none of the stuff that's happening clearly directly follows from what was happening before it. Um, but you're never, like, bored. Yeah. Like, whatever is happening currently is always entertaining. Yeah. The first... It's just, like, you try to think about it all together. You're like, ah, oh, I don't quite... Like, I guess I get that, you know, we have to have a Mario Kart part, so here we're at the Mario Kart part. But, like, why does it make sense that, you know, oh, we're going to go back to the Mushroom Kingdom with all the monkeys, so let's all build a bunch of carts in a situation that emulates how it's done in Mario Kart Wii, where you pick the carts the cart parts that's, and then drive there on the space road. And it's like, that doesn't make any sense, but <laughs> I know about Mario Kart, so I'm willing to buy it. That's sort of the vibe that you get. What I don't buy is why is Rainbow Road so close to Donkey Kong Country? <laughs> it's like with the geography I was of this a little place makes upset. no sense. <laughs> I was a little upset that they didn't have a, the giant cannon from DK Mountain. I like that was kind of what I was hoping for when we saw that the cars were going to be part of the Donkey Kong Country world. But so the the three weakest parts of the movie, I feel like, are also the parts where there wasn't a solid foundation within the video game version of the brand to base those elements on. Yeah. So that's emotional stakes, right? And this is kind of like plot, but like. There's no, like, emotional core of Mario games that you can, like, latch onto and make a movie at. So you kind of have to create it out of whole cloth. And they try to hit a couple of things, like, Mario feels like he's a failure to his dad. And, by the way, Mario has a dad in this movie. Uh, Played by Charles Martinet. He, yeah, which is fun. <laughs> um, which I did not recognize. You know, you, you he has a ob- more obvious cameo at the beginning of the movie. And so then you stop, like, thinking about it. Because yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, there's the there's the Charles Martinet bit. And it's like, oh, yeah, no, here's – he's just doing a regular voice acting role here. <laughs> um, and then – You also uh, did, like – I, I could have sworn I, – because uh, I know he's one of those voice actors that literally just changes his voice, like, on a dime. It's, like, impressive <laughs> how well he can change his voice. So yeah. I'm fairly certain I heard him, like, do other, like, small, like, voice roles, like, yeah. throughout the movie, like, in the background. Would, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. 
because that a lot um, of voice actors do that for animated movies. Like, De- um, like say, like Dee Bradley Baker, who um, mm-hmm. does like so much like background voices for like henchmen or whatnot in like DC animated mm-hmm. movies or something or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just and to go back to the emotional stakes bit, like Luigi, you know, is like, oh, he's scared, but like the kind of thing is like Luigi is scared at the beginning of the movie in the first act, and then in the third act he does something brave. And it's like, well, there's not really anything that happened in between those two events that like really leads from one to the other. But like, okay, you resolve the arc, I guess. Um, There's a beginning and an end and not much of a middle. But like, so... I will say it was a, it was a good idea to like add to like some of an emotional core to the movie to have Luigi be the one to be kidnapped instead of Peach. Mm -hmm. Cause it's like, why, (laughs) if Mario just got to the Mushroom Kingdom and Peach got kidnapped, it's like, why would he care? Right, it's like, right. It's like, heck, so I do think it kind of speaks. Heck, I, even to, like during the movie, though, it's like now that I think about it, it's like I, he just wanted to save Luigi the whole time. It's like I, I bet if like if he got Luigi, I'm surprised he didn't, there wasn't a point in the movie where he saved Luigi. Yeah, he saved Luigi. He's like, all right, I'm going home. Bye. Right. I thought that was going to be like the the third act betrayal sort of thing, where like because they set it up at the beginning, they're like Mario's dad is like you, and the worst thing is you brought your brother into your failing plumbing business, and you're you're bringing your brother down with you, and like that that is like the thing that makes Mario stand up and leave the spaghetti table. Um, (laughs) I like how it's the spaghetti table, not the dinner table. (laughs) Yeah, the spaghetti table. Uh, and I thought that was going to be the thing where he like, oh, I got Luigi into this mess because it was his like heroics trying to save Brooklyn in the sewers that got the, got Luigi sent to the Mushroom Kingdom and he followed, uh, or sent to the Mario universe that it wouldn't be called the Mario universe because he wasn't there yet. But, uh, I thought it was going to be, you save Luigi, Princess Peach is like, hey, aren't you going to say, help us? And he's like, no, I've got my brother into too much trouble. I'm going to, I'm going to leave now. And then Luigi would have a moment where he says, like, oh, you know, my bravery comes from you. I, I don't think of it as you getting us into trouble. I think that we're a team that helps people. And then they go back and they save the day. Yay. That's what I thought was going to happen. As soon as as soon as it was clear that Luigi was going to be kidnapped, I thought that was going to happen. Instead, Luigi just doesn't do anything, like, from <laughs> the second act. There's a lot of people who don't do anything in the second act of this movie. Yeah. Um, Bowser doesn't Luigi do is crap. One of them. <laughs> Luigi Bowser doesn't is one do of them. <laughs> I think it speaks too to the fact that like Toad the damsel in distress trope. Yeah, Ch- Toad also like you're worried about Toad being annoying psychic. I don't think he he doesn't have that many lines. Yeah, <laughs> he's not in the movie very much. Do- he's like physically there. Yeah, he, but he does- doesn't do a whole lot. <laughs> he just yeah, he, he doesn't, doesn't have a chance to be annoying. <laughs> um, but the the what I say the the damsel in distress trope is not just like oh it's bad because it's sexist though that is a fair thing to say. It's also it makes a character boring if they're if they're a, if they're acting as a damsel in distress or filling that trope. You know, like you would not call Luigi a damsel, but like it's because the a person in a cage is just not interest. That's not anything interesting for them to do. Um, and it kind of speaks to like the fact that it's kind of disappointing that Luigi doesn't get to do more. Because um, I think you know when Luigi was doing stuff, he was I think my favorite character in the movie. Yeah. So, but so okay. Going, we're we're like jumping into recursive topics and then bouncing back out of them. I hope it's, <laughs> yeah. you, I hope the audience is able to follow. Um, so that's that is the first thing that the the move the Mario movie right. There's no basis in the game, so it kind of has to be created out of whole cloth. Yeah. Um, the other thing is 
certain musical elements, right? There's a few references. There's not references. There's just parts of the movie where they play, you know, pop songs, um, which is just like, it, it, to a certain extent, it's like, that okay, is the, that's a thing that you do. That's the thing I was talking about movies. before. That is the one, like, men in suit, like, uh, thing that yeah. <laughs> in this movie. And which it makes sense. I They're think, like mostly 80s songs. It's an 80s property. It's like, oh, we gotta have yeah. 80s songs in there. I'm like, that, that, <laughs> I, I can hear, I can see like the, di- I can see like the directors I, I, and the anim- and the editors being like, all right, fine. <laughs> I think, I think part of it too is that it filled the gap in certain sections where there wasn't a very clear piece of Mario music to reference for a particular scene. And so instead of like trying to figure out, oh, how can we make this with certain, make, uh, something that conveys what's happening in this scene with what goes along with, like, what can we reference instead of just creating a whole new track? And maybe they couldn't really figure it out and like, all right, this is where we'll put our 80s tracks. Plus, and uh, it's like, yeah, one, there was one scene in particular where I was like, okay, this one kind of makes sense. It's when they're going through the obstacle course. And Peach nails it, and it's like Mario music the whole time when she goes through it. And then when Mario does it, it's like it's going to be a training montage. So you think there'll be like a cool like Mario score for the montage, uh, just like a nice little remix, like a punch out punch out mix with Mario music kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then it plays like holding out for a hero. I was like, okay, it's like I guess that kind of yeah. makes sense because it's like we just saw we just saw Peach go through like- the entire course by herself. So it's like now Mario's going to do it like over and over again. So I guess it kind mm-hmm. it kind of makes sense to like divide the obstacle two obstacle course scenes like yeah more audibly i think than it, than it would work <laughs> it would work better if the movie shrek 2 did not already exist <laughs> i like that was diegetic though <laughs> yeah but that's what i mean like even still like just the association like you're not gonna I, I think no one should try to put that song okay. in a movie that's, in an animated that's funny movie you mentioned that because you and um my friend my friend amat I are like the only two people I know that have brought up like that song being in Shrek 2 before. <laughs> so I think, I think you both are just so like enamored with that movie. <laughs> it's like, I, it's like I nothing mean, else could, no other movie can have that song ever again. <laughs> it's like, that's just, that's a you problem. <laughs> I mean, to a certain extent, I, I think about it because sh- the Shrek movies were sort of like, at least in the animation space, were like the first movies to sort of take this idea of like, let's put pop songs in these animated movies but like at that point like and specifically within this space like i i'm sure there could be someone out there well actually these movies put songs and maybe some of them were animated but like shrek was trying to not be disney it was trying to be like the anti-disney movie and the 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 beautiful orchestral could be in a musical theater song score of disney movies was very like the idea was to contrast against that with modern ish I don't, I don't know how modern they were, but like modern in the sense that like people would be listening to it nowadays, even if it didn't come out at the time that Shrek came out. And like it works there, but like the, like you said, like it kind of works in the contrast of like Princess Peach has Mario sounds when she does it. Mario's from the quote unquote real world. So he has a, a real world musical track play when he tries to do something like it kind of works. But at the same time, it's, it's just a little jarring and it feels like they're just doing it. Yeah. Oh, the other definitely. thing that's kind of like that is you know like the i mean and everyone's talked about this the voice cast people do their best like i don't i yeah I it's like they're not gonna go care. into a movie and be like oh i'm oh, it's like oh i'm gonna wreck shit up <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm and gonna I mess don't, up so bad i don't remember what i've said about 
Chris Pratt. I'm sure I sort of jumped on the train there. Maybe I was a little bit too mean to him. Uh, I, I feel like my take was he is not doing a, he was not doing a fantastic job of being convincing that he was invested, even though I'm pretty sure he was. Like when he's talked about playing Mario before and he, I don't know, he really made it, I, like I believe Chris Pratt has played Mario games, but like he really made it sound like he hadn't. <laughs> it's just like a delivery thing. It's like, it's like that. It was a, it was it's like a, that. It's like if you've ever been like interviewed or like answered questions to like a crowd or whatnot. Yeah. It's just like that. Thing it wasn't even that a crowd though. It was to his, it was to his computer. I think that was part of it too. Like I think they just <laughs> said like, oh, hey, say some things about the Mario movie and like, the contact, like, I think it was a marketing issue. Yeah, it's just like, same with the trailers. It's like, you too, gotta, like, it's like, you gotta have a list. It's like, you gotta sit. It's like, it was probably like the first time he was talking about like playing a Mario game in a long time. And he probably like hasn't played yeah. one in a, in a while. So right. he was just like trying to remember. It's like <laughs> that kind but of thing. I would say just even in general, like even with some of the standout cast, like, right? Like Jack Black, Jack Black did a great job. But even, even sometimes with Jack Black, there were times where I felt like the, the voice, like the voice acting element of the production was just not being given the same attention that the other parts of the production were being given. Mm-hmm. Not just the casting, but like the, like the whole thing. Cause like Chris Pratt kind of jumps in between like regular voice, Italian ish, Brooklyn ish. It kind of jumps around. And there's I, that, that to me speaks that there wasn't necessarily like, there wasn't someone, you know, from Nintendo really like in there saying like, no, this is the portrayal of Mario we want, You're- right? Because there's not, there's not like English voice acting has not been a very high priority of Japanese based video game companies for quite some time. Quite famously. Here's, I'm a fan of the video game series Mega Man. Here's I'm the, intimately familiar with this. Here's the uh, <laughs> production explanation I think of for the complaint you're talking about is because they actually weren't a lot of animated movies like when they do voice acting voice acting sessions for like three hours or whatnot like most of the characters that like have scenes together are in the same room working working off each other and they have directors doing that that was my gut but i also felt like i wasn't knowledgeable enough to make that claim but if you also feel that way then i feel like yeah it definitely feels like a movie where all the individual voice actors were not in the same room that's because obviously there could that we could be guess, proved can you guess not or you already can. do you know that they didn't yes <laughs> because um okay. in an interview with uh, jack black and another one with anna taylor joy they did all their lines and recordings via zoom it's like they like had like yep. they did like all and like and the directors were like giving them directions like over Zoom, so it's like a lot of stuff can be like lost in translation during that, especially when mm-hmm. like if Miyamoto is like get, talking to the producers to be like, oh no, I want this or like want that. Plus, uh, Miyamoto is probably looking at the Japanese cast most of the time, most of the time. So it's like it's probably two different things. There. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I, I I there again. There's like you've got translations issue if they're doing everything in Zoom. Did, were they doing it in Zoom at the same time or were they doing it? like individual like completely separate i believe it was individually okay so like yeah like that that just changes the energy and i think yeah i think it makes sense that like it's not like a oh man i can't believe it's just like that is a factor in the that affects the quality of the movie i think you can maybe not you can tell so much as it is apparent that there is something going on with the whole system of the voice casting. And again, I think it was just like, that wasn't a part that was as important as like 
getting visual representation down and hitting the certain action set pieces and having the certain characters. Like, I think that was treated with a lot more focus and intention than stuff like the voice cast and, you know, music and plot, right? Like, and again, that's because there's not like a a strong foundational basis in the brand to reference for that sort of thing. So it's like kind of there's not something that you're going to quote unquote get wrong because yeah. <laughs> there's not an original. Yeah, it just, in that it's just it's a byproduct of going to of going from like a, fr- a franchise that has like little to no dialogue and is all like visual stuff and it's just visual fun. And then the mm-hmm. then to a 90 minute movie where it's like, oh, we have to have the characters like communicating the whole time. It, mm-hmm. It's like, well, it would have been awesome that, to have a Mario movie where it was mostly visual actions where the script was didn't have like a single line of dialogue for like three pages or something. <laughs> but that like, would have been a, That would have been a take. That would have been an artistic take to, to and do. It's been done. Been... It's been done before. I'm just saying yeah. it's been done yeah, successfully. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Maybe not with Mario specifically, but, <laughs> but definitely not with illumination is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Cause well, yeah. And I think this is interesting yeah. too, because it's, it's kind of like, a big break for Actually, wait, illumination. No. Yeah. I just realized they made the minions movies, which is all just visual gags. <laughs> but yeah, this is kind of like a big break for the illumination. Not just because like, like I, again, like they've, they've kind of had despicable me and they've had some, some successes, but dude, the first minions um, movie made a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. No, like it's not, not in terms of success, but like I watching some interviews, like, I think there's a certain level of engagement that they have gotten from from working with a brand like Mario that has brought a different kind of attention to them than it's expanded the demographic if that makes sense, yes. right? Yes, that makes sense. And I think that is given that will give them more flexibility in expanding beyond Things that are in sort of the scope of Despicable Me, Minions, Sing, I think is also them. Yes. Um, the Secret Life of Pets, right? Like those are sort of their things. All movies that barely have and plots, then, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like the the kind of like that's targeting a certain audience and it's doing really well targeting that certain audience. But if they want to grow, which every company wants to do, um, then they need to, you know, get different kinds of projects and i think this is one of those different kinds of projects that they can get and you know if they make more mario movies that's obviously going to be great for them if they make more nintendo movies with illumination um i don't know to what extent they would have like flexibility because what i think i think illumination and dreamworks are owned by like if you go up the chain far enough they have a shared parent somewhere in there with universal yeah no they're owned they're they're straight up owned by universal which is in okay, tandem yeah. zone by Comcast. This the, I've I've looked into this at one point. It's like it's so much like holding companies and like name slight name rebrands and the arrows in the graph that point to whichever one thing are like they keep changing slightly. So it gets a little confusing. But like I don't know if that actually means that there will be like a flexibility of like oh maybe this Nintendo property would be better with DreamWorks or like Illumination's making one while DreamWorks is making another if DreamWorks was even interested in something like that. Like I don't know the, the space for stuff like that. It, some of it will depend on you know what we sort of get as like a final number for the Mario movie. 
Um, I get the feeling that they want to do more. Also, another thing, though, is that watching this movie, it definitely feels like there's an energy of, we may never get to make another Mario movie like this again. (laughs) So we're going to put everything in this that we want to be in a Mario movie. If we we don't make $2 billion, we're never making another Mario movie again. So might as well go all out. (laughs) And it makes sense, right? Because, like, you know, the that original live-action Mario movie in 1993 was a flop, right? Yes. And then, like, that kind of, like, just killed Nintendo movies for until now, basically. Yeah, they just have, um, what, animated projects, like, since then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, it, it's like now that that has happened, I feel like any other movies that are sort of made in this collaborative Nintendo illumination or Nintendo collaborating with someone else paradigm or TV shows, if Nintendo branches out into that, I think... There'll be a lot less of a, it'll be so much less cluttered because they will have the breathing room to say, okay, we don't need to get every single idea that we have in here. So like if there's a Luigi movie, it can really just have the space to be a movie about Luigi and not a movie about Luigi and Daisy and Rosalina and, uh, Year Luigi comeback. Year Luigi comeback. Yeah. Year of Luigi. (laughs) Um, I mean, they could make the Super Luigi well, Paulina was Brothers in the movie. movie. Yeah, no, but I, I mean, like, I'm saying, like, cluttering it with as much focus on all the different elements as, like, Ma- Super Mario, Donkey Kong, and Mario Kart got, right? Like, I'm saying, like, a Luigi movie, or even, like, a Legend of Zelda movie, which, I, to me, that feels like, if you were going to branch out beyond Mario, that would be the next place to go. I feel like Legend of Zelda would lead it lead itself a lot more better to a like a narrative environment um obviously and also like it's also very like some of it can be like very light on plot Uh, (laughs) right but like you can you can also much more easily just like manufacture because the whole thing about zelda right is like there there's a reincarnated hero every single time so like so many of the games it's not you don't have like a spider-man problem where, like, every single first Spider-Man movie for a long time had to tell the exact same yeah. origin story. Because we're a new kind of Spider-Man movie, so we gotta do the origin story. Like, with Zelda, you would have to do an origin story. But every Zelda game... Would have a di- not every Zelda would game, have a different but a lot of Zelda story. games already go through the origin story. So it wouldn't feel, like, as out of place. Um And also, I think it's just, like, the second most popular, like publicly popular i don't know you talk about game sales maybe that's different but like in terms of like which video game series people know about right like so mm. many people play breath of the wild for example mm. it, it and you know even lots of people who are like they own like maybe five nintendo games a lot of times i knew a lot of people who were like i they own five wii games and or gamecube games and it was like twilight princess was one of them or skyward sword was one of them uh and then you have like mario kart and, and stuff are, like are you that. saying so they're, I, they, I think it could work. Are you saying they're going to make a Wii Sports movie next? <laughs> that would be it. Would be interesting. Check the couch cushions. Try. Check the couch cushions. I'm sure there's but three copies in there. <laughs> I do. I do really hope, and we can we can kind of unless is there anything else you wanted to say about the Mario movie before we kind of move on? Uh, I mean, I thought you were going to go on a tangent on where they're going to go, like after this, like Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just if we start that if we start that process, we. I think we're putting an end to we're talking about the Mario movie uh, like, right. as a review. So if there's anything else you wanted to say about it, uh, I guess some quick points that don't need like further like explanation. Just I just want to say it's like mm-hmm. Peach had the worst lines in the entire movie. 
Because like, yeah, she had, I think she had the, the most, performance was fine. The performance was the, yeah, the performance I think was right. fine. It was just the lines that killed it because most of her lines was exposition. It was like a yeah. lot of exposition, <laughs> and like, and okay. because there was so much action, she had very few like. There were a couple conversational moments and then like, but like people don't really talk to each other in this movie. Yeah. Except like, <laughs> really oh no, don't. look out. <laughs> they really don't. Um, yeah. Bowser's song is amazing. The Peaches song. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, no further explanation is needed there. Uh, what else? <laughs> yeah. um, oh, your so- the song choice thing. There was one song choice I thought was like criminally like horrible where they could have just had an amazing like video game score it was when they went to uh, Donkey Kong Country. It's like, yeah, and it played freaking Take On Me. It's like, that song's been yeah. in like 30,000 movies. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, dang, it's like, you didn't, you couldn't like give me like some kind of Grant Kirkhope score from Rare or something. <laughs> I mean, they had the DK rap, which was awesome, but it's like mm-hmm. still kind of scummy. They didn't credit Grant Kirkhope, and I'm sure yeah. that was like a contractual like company thing. It's like, oh, we can't do that because you yeah, work for Rare, I mean, which is by Microsoft. Was... It's like, I'm sh- I'm sure it's like some kind and of like, thing. Yeah, the credits credits are weird. I rem- I went down a deep I went down a rabbit hole when the Metroid uh what is it? What's the Oh Metroid Prime What's remastered? Co- Metroid Prime. I was like Metroid Fusion, Metroid uh <laughs> going through like all the different which 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 subtitle is it? Which which is bonus? Yeah, Metroid Prime remakes were like there was a lot of talk about credit there and like there's a deep dive and it's like not there's like two broad categories of inconsistent standards between like american and japanese like credits like they're they're inconsistent within themselves and then also like in the even the broad strokes are inconsistent across and so it just it leads to a lot of drama and misunderstanding i'm not saying that like oh so it's actually okay that they didn't credit him i think they should have credited him but like it, it it's just like I don't think it was a personal slight. I don't think they made a personal decision not to credit him. I think it was just like the credits are credits are a mess. There's no industry standard, and everybody disagrees, and it's all weird nepotism, networking. Uh, bo- oh, I like this person, or oh, I think you like this person because you put their name before mine. Like it's 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 a mess. <laughs> So I wouldn't, fun. it's not good, but I also wouldn't read too much into it. Fun fact, fun I'm fact, uh, fun fact, that's not really related to the Mario movie, but to avoid like some kind of that credits, credits like politics is, I guess what the term is, uh, like some actors just like have it in their contract to be like credited last, like Chris Pratt does sometimes, mm-hmm. or Samuel Jackson definitely does. Cause like whenever you'll see a poster, oh. it'll be like this many yeah. people with Samuel Jackson, who has like a really big part in the movie, like more than so than some of the yeah. other people. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, that's like, that's even like completely, this isn't Mario or video game movie related, but I think it's interesting. It's like there's a whole different politics about like where people's names are on movie posters. Yeah. Like, <laughs> It's so, it's so, so like, it's a, it's a system that could only exist because it's, tr- it's a bunch of actors <laughs> trying to, like, it's like, no, I feel like no other, like, you know, credit, like, I've worked on research papers before, and there can be a little bit of drama with, like, oh, who gets credited on the research paper for whatever, but, like, not nearly to the same amount, yeah. like, it's, 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 yeah. But, um, yeah, I think where Nintendo is going to go next, where the industry is going to go next, I think is interesting to talk about, speculate, even if it's just like, you know, we go back in 10 years, listen to this episode of the podcast and see how wrong we were. Um, I do think 
the the easiest thing to say is that I'm pretty sure Nintendo like what there's a there's an end credits sequence or an end credits teaser that doesn't like tease anything specific beyond like we're probably gonna make another Mario ish movie again like that's we want to at least we want to leave that door open um I think based on the success we've just seen so far they're at this point they are going to either start working or have started working on whatever they're going to do next um and it would take you know some some big industry shakeup change or some something something out of the ordinary to stop that from happening like like oh there's production issues or some some like creative disagreements like something like that would have to happen um yeah and and it could and like that, that but that could happen at any point i don't know you know i don't know to what extent there's there's different like with media in general there's like two sort of ways where it can go about where like you know i think tv shows are an easier example where it's like sometimes season two is greenlit before season one even airs for example yeah. right so like sometimes yeah. the second movie starts product starts like strong production before the first movie comes out um and that means that the next one can come out in like you know a year or two depending on you know the resources that you have or, or stuff like that yeah it all depends um, on confidence on like if mario was going to make money or not so because like well like people like us it's like oh it's like or like film people like me, oh, it's Illumination. It's Mario. Mario is huge right now. There's no way that's not going to make money. There's still some men in suits up there but that are like, ah, probably not. We don't know. And even, <laughs> and even like, I would say, not unwarranted anxiety from the side of Nintendo, right? Like, Nintendo is not a movie production company. So, like, they may just say, like, we need to see, like, even if it's successful, we need to see if it's going to be successful in the way we want it to be successful, right? Mm -hmm. Does it lead to a bunch of people buying a bunch of new Mario games, for example? Like, that that could be a factor in it. Mm -hmm. Um, I, Again, like, even just the fact that the movie itself did well, I feel like would be enough for them to say it's worth trying again. Um, I will. I will say that to, has at happened. What point? Oh, because I've gone into like Best Buy like a few times the past couple months, and without fail, I'm just in the Switch section, and there's always like a parent that they're like, "Which of these Mario games is like the one I played?" I'm like, "You mean like a? Do you go from left to right?" And, you, and they're like, "Yeah, that one." I'm like, <laughs> "New Super Mario Brothers, you right there. <laughs> that's the yeah. one. That's the one you want." <laughs> I mean, there was a in the movie theater I went to. There was just an a regular like ad it's like here's four mario games you could buy it's like four, four mario games you could buy after you watch this movie like that's clearly an, an angle that they're going for which like it makes sense i get i wouldn't say that the movie feels like an extended advertisement it definitely is like that is a function that it serves but it doesn't it doesn't necessarily feel like i'm watching a commercial yeah no um if it that does. makes sense it doesn't um, it, do it, it doesn't feel like a commercial it feels like a celebration yeah a plotless celebration, but, but a celebration. <laughs> but okay, so I, I think I've made what I think. I think like another Mario movie, or like I mean, you could call it the Super Mario Brothers two movie two, or Super Mario Brothers two movie, or or something like that. I think they're gonna drop um, the the and then and movie from the title. Personally, Super Mario well, two Super, the I, movie. Super. I think they're just gonna call it flat out Super Mario Brothers mm -hmm. two. I think, the, but I think there's also room for fun spinoffs like the Super Luigi movie or something like that. Or, um, I, if they wanted to branch out to other franchises, Zelda would would be first, I would think. I, I, I will again, say like this: I want a, Metroid would probably be the best, like in terms of like adapting a plot to a movie. It'll be best. It would be like the best one to not start with or like go go to next, but it'll be like the. I think it'll be like. It'll be like the easiest to like translate over because it has a plot. It has a cool yeah, set. I think it's like you have 
Alien, I Metroid. Think, it's like just make it a yeah. make it an alien movie. Make it a PG thirteen alien yeah. movie. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I I think I think a Metroid adaptation would be one of the best movies they could make. I think it would also be a a movie that probably would not sell very well. <laughs> oh, definitely not. But I'm just saying, if we're gonna go all crazy, it's like we we're having like what the that crappy like uh, Mortal is, Kombat movie I from like, a few years ago is getting a sequel right now. And it's like, I feel like it's one of the it's like, least marketable movies that exist. The movie ideas that exist. Well, that's why you, at least that's now. why you don't market it as a Metroid movie. You market it as an alien movie. Like you, it yeah. just happens to have the word Metroid on it. It's like I'm like in the style of an alien movie. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I think it would be a good movie. I don't know how you would. I don't know how you would market it <laughs> so that people you would get the kind of people who would enjoy it action, to watch it action horror you, I, I action feel like horror let's you, go horror is big no, right now john john <laughs> how many times how many times have parents walked into video game stores and bought a video game with a giant letter m on it and been like i can't believe that you let my child play this video game that i bought for them do you like they say oh it's a nintendo movie i don't care that it's rated pg-13 I'm going to bring my seven-year-old to it. What? My seven-year-old was scared of all of the spooky alien horror references. Nintendo, how could you do this to me? And then like, I'll be like, do you saw, Do you have any idea how many Disney anime movies had creepy imagery in them? I'll be like, sit down. <laughs> sit down. They yes, don't, but, okay, don't care I understand that. that, John. It wasn't the whole movie. It was not the whole movie. It's a little different. Um, but, okay, so Sonic, I think this also means that, like, Sonic is... Also, like, I would assume they were going to make a third Sonic movie, but, like, this just makes it oh, yeah, no. more that Not sure. only, is, not only like, is Sonic 3 in the works right now, it's been in the works. Uh, there's a Knuckles mm-hmm. spinoff show going to Paramount Plus. Right. <laughs> Which right. is also just but been I in think, the works. I think this is, the space is not, like, it's not overcrowded like you could argue, like, the superhero movie space is, right? So, like, I think any success that Mario has translates into more success for Sonic at this point. Right? Like yeah. the Sonic franchise. Like I think any sort of attention to video game adaptations doing well benefits every – all parties. There's They're not in competition with each other yet. Um, and then you're going to have the know, people asking the, for the Olympic Games spinoff crossover. I I will be asking for the Olympic Games spinoff <laughs> crossover. I want to see Mario and Sonic together on the big screen. Will it happen? No, it won't. Uh, <laughs> not even as a question, joke. Though. Do you think – which I kind of don't want to happen, but I know it's probably if, like if they keep making like a billion dollars like this one, it's probably will happen. Uh, do you th- do you want a Super Smash Brothers Avengers like crossover between them? I do. I think it will be bad. Yes, but I do want it. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm at right now. I I don't think there's a great way that you could do it. It would depend. I get part of it would depend on. I mean, how many emissary. how many people. <laughs> yeah like how many like what's the litmus test like how many groups do you have to get together before that makes sense right like you've got mario you've got enough of sonic that you could bring him in and people would know who he is right you'd have to i mean you'd have to like iron man and captain america it a little bit right like did the pokemon movie i'm trying to remember why did i just type I, i don't know off the top of my yeah i don't know off the top of my head uh so yeah you got mario sonic and pokemon that you you got some sort of background that you obviously it wouldn't be the same as like oh it's the it's the pikachu from detective pikachu like they probably wouldn't do that but like and like the sonic would probably be not the sonic from the current movies 
but like you have that you have, like there's enough characters in the Super Smash Brothers potential canon that you would have to like make the movie so that people knew who they were outside of the video game uh, industry just like you kind of had to reintroduce Iron Man Captain America into the public consciousness through their movies before an Avengers movie that heavily featured them made sense. So like it would it would be a, a ways off. Again, I, it's not a great idea. I don't know if they would if they would do it. I don't think they would. Uh, I don't think they would. I don't think they would. The, I'd say they unless, would probably try and then they'd be like, ah, never mind. <laughs> they would uh, it would probably get workshopped. Like maybe like, right? Like they'd be like, we should we should well, let's take a de- early development crack at it. Like, like maybe I, I'm we'll sure have, they'll do that. Maybe we'll cause... have Mario and Kirby crossover first. Yeah. But like again, like how many of these how many of these franchises can you actually make into a movie? Like that's part of it too, right? Like yeah. can you make a Kirby movie? I don't really know. Now, there's here's another question that we can ask. Can they make a Mega Man movie? Finally. They're trying. Like <laughs> not- <laughs> I know they've they've been talking about making a Mega Man movie and I think like every time I read it, it's some some guy and it's a different person each time too. I'm not calling out anyone specifically, but there's some guy who's like, yeah, we can t- talk about the deep, dark, you know, core emotional core of Mega Man. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Just make it Astro seen- Boy, for God's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> just make a just make a good Astro Boy movie, right? Like, come on, like we can get like this is this is society's challenge. You get your dark, gritty robot movie when you make the cheerful fun Mega Man movie because guess what dark undertones are in the Mega Man franchises called Mega Man X and Mega Man Zero and I think those would be great movies but you can't do them until you do the Mega Man movie good or a Mega Man TV show really good and it until has, you get like it has a to be a solid yeah it has to be like a lighthearted simple and fun movie it doesn't have to be like super right. complicated like that's the property that's just been going around to so many like men in suits it, that right. that's basically because like what is it at netflix and now they're trying to do they're trying to do one i don't know i don't i don't know i've i've i'm until i see an actual trailer i've given up on caring <laughs> um at this point like my strategy is just to somehow become famous enough to be put in charge of making a mega man movie or tv show or live till i'm like 90 and mega man's in the public domain and i can find i'll do it myself <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, those are my two options, I feel like, at this point. Oh, like, that Mega Man. Is. But I don't know, maybe, maybe Mario, the success of the Mario movie will lend credence to people saying, like, hey, look, if you make a movie that is, like, really well adapted to the source material, people really like that. You don't need to change a whole lot to make it a good movie. Like, maybe if they see enough of that. And apparently you don't even you can need- convince those men in suits <laughs> to just, to just take it at face value and to not be embarrassed that the little robot boy has weird cartoon eyes. And apparently like, you don't even need a plot to be successful. Yeah. But um, sh- anyway, John and I will workshop a Mario movie. I think, I think that's what we need to do. <laughs> we'll just, we'll, we'll write a treatment and then try to get hired. That's our, that's our new goal. Right, John? I've roped you into this. I've, ha- I've had a small, like, idea treatment for a Final Fantasy movie for a long time. <laughs> that's another one where, like, are you going to adapt a certain Final Fantasy game? Here's the th- uh, well, like more, like the Mario. Make your own original story. No, I don't want to make an original story. I would do the first one because it's like Mario. It has such a simple, like overall, like plot. It's like save the four for crystals. Like mm-hmm. okay, fine. 
it's like so what can i do to make that creative i would do like the uh i would do like the lego movie twist where at the end it's revealed it's like oh this entire adventure you went on has been a game inside kids minds or something like that (laughs) that they've that they've just been playing together and so and that's your hook for like the rest of the franchise where it's like each individual Mm. one is like a new game that these kids play and then it's like if they go to final fantasy 7 it's like there's like the one there's like one kid that meets like new people in college and they Mm. play final fantasy 7 or something like that it's so on and so forth okay (laughs) here's okay here's the here's the final i think this is a final question to round off the discussion who do you think is going to see the success of the Mario movie? Someone who isn't Nintendo or Sega. And it's going to say, all right, I'm throwing my hat in the ring. Mortal mm. uh, Kombat's already going strong. Um, a new Street Fighter movie actually got greenlit. Didn't they just... Wasn't there a Chun-Li movie not too long ago? It was like 2009. That's <laughs> like, it's been long okay. enough. <laughs> Okay, I didn't. Re- I knew it was more recent. I remember. I couldn't remember what the year was. I just remember it was more recent than I expected. But yeah, two thousand nine is still quite a yeah. while ago. But yeah, they're probably looking at the project. They looked at the Mario Returns, like, okay, that's awesome. And then they looked at the projections of what Street Fighter Six, the game, is going to have. Like, oh, that's even more awesome. So it's like brand recognition is starting up again. So, they- so I think they're going to get like a good team together for this Street Fight for this next Street Fighter movie. Personally. Mm-hmm. They're like they're gonna have people like oh I love Street Fighter oh oh it's that now the question is do they go to the tournament like that do they do straight to Street Fighter two like the last movie did or or like or the first movie did or do they play it smart and just focus on Ryu Ken and Akuma <laughs> yeah no one knows mm-hmm. what I'm, I'm trying about. to think yeah no that's that's definitely good I'm I'm trying to think of what my answer I mean obviously like Mega Man is what I hope for but I don't know if that's actually that's actually like I still a, think, a solid. I still think Mega guess. Man's going to be like in development hell for a a, a yeah. little bit while longer since there's so many people in there. That's like, I think if anything comes out of Mega Man, it'll be like the Men in Suits probably being like, "Oh, Mario made money. Let's get let's rush this thing right yeah, now." That's what I, <laughs> it's yeah. not going to be. It's like, oh, shit. I'm almost. I almost. <laughs> that's the exact opposite of what we wanted. <laughs> I almost want them to rush out a bad Mega Man movie just so that we can restart the cy- the clock on the cycle. And then in like 10 years, get another shot at it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if we can just get this done, then we, right? Like, the longer it takes, the longer we have to wait until we start the 10 year clock of when we're allowed to make and take another pass at it, you know? So I almost kind of want that to happen. Um, Silent Hill, Silent Hill 2 is getting a direct adaptation now. That, yeah, but those feel like they're more off of the back of stuff like, uh, like the Last of Us TV show that we've talked about mm-hmm. on other podcasts, where it's like taking a, a game series with strong narrative elements that's already kind of in a mature adult audience. The and the presentation is very like re- like it's not cartoony, right? Yeah, like, no, it's not. Definitely not. <laughs> uh, realistic might it's not like hyper realistic, but it's definitely going for a realistic looking vibe, right? Like it's we're pushing graphics to see like how authentic we can make these these graphics look so that then when you translate it into a live action format it isn't jarring Um, like that feels like a different branch yeah Uh, like that metal like i'm thinking about like animated movies development hell also i'm thinking about like animated movies for a pg audience kirby kirby Kirby. it's kirby's way too big to not get an animated movie way too big i just don't know how you do it i don't know how you do kirby does not speak 
and you can't have Kirby speak. You have everyone. I, you I have, don't think it would you work. Have everyone else speak. You can, but man, I don't know if you can. That's that's a challenge. They had a show. You can the maybe show make was it work. great. Wasn't the uh, Kirby right back at you? Isn't that wasn't that a big hit in America when it was on? Uh, it was. I don't. I I can't qualify whether it is a, was a big hit. It was. It it was as popular as like Sonic X, I think. Okay. Um, like I think it it was. It did what it was supposed to do. Okay. I don't think it was like a breakout hit necessarily. Okay, so like, um, I, I enjoyed it when it was on. I th- I think if they do a Kirby movie, they're gonna have like an anime Kirby movie. They're gonna have like maybe oh, definitely less of a budget than the Mario movie was for sure. So I think that'll give like mm-hmm. the men in suits like some leeway on the uh, creative input. It's like, oh, we know I know nothing about Kirby. You do whatever the hell you want. Just make us money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Let's see. It's too bad no video games are entering the public domain for quite some time. <laughs> uh, it's too bad nobody invented Mario in 1933 or something. I think what Nintendo's going to want there is like, oh, cool. Let's just do a direct sequel. I don't think Nintendo themselves are going to are going to want to do like all their franchises now. Yeah. They're def- they de- do you think they'll, def- we'll they'll get- want to stick with this and then maybe and maybe do that? So like. Mario Brothers 2 is going to be an adaptation of Super Mario World, and then that they're going to bring in, like, Daisy and whatnot, and whatnot, mm-hmm. and Wart, I don't know, <laughs> some other villain than Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Bowser's going to be the villain one more time, and then the third movie, oh. like, right, like, the second movie will have, like, some sort of, like, revenge of Bowser angle, and then the third movie will be like, oh, Bowser has to help because there's a new threat. Like, I feel like that's the, that's the vibe. No, that, no, 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 no. I say we leave Bowser out of two altogether and like have it be a different villain. And then three. I'm not saying it's just a good strategic decision. I'm just saying this is what I think they would do. I, I, here, that I, they would, I think, they would bring Bowser back. I think they would try to find a new villain per, personally. And then like Bowser would be like, would be like the Dr. Lecter. <laughs> That'll be funny. Like Bowser as, as Hannibal Lecter where you just get advice from him from while he's in prison. <laughs> and then, but like three though is obviously. Obviously, gonna be Mario Galaxy. Obviously, that's definitely what you think. They completely skip over Sunshine. Yes, (laughs) I would love Super Mario Sunshine (laughs) summer blockbuster, though. That would be such a vibe. (laughs) Oh yeah, it's the middle of June. Let's go watch the Super Mario Sunshine movie, guys. It's it's like too. It's too obvious of a story beat to have the third movie be. Super Mario Galaxy. It's like too. It's like super obvious I'm, as like John. As I like know Shad- what you're saying. As like Shadow was to dream. be like, oh, Shadow's got to be the villain in three. It's it's like let even me before dream <laughs> of beachy vibes of the Super Mario Sunshine movie on a hot June day as the planet erupts into flames because we're ten years in the future. Let me dream. You know, plot wise, if they do do that, then it'll just be like cloudy and depressing for like a good portion of the movie and it'll only see the sunshine Super in the very Mario beginning sunshine and ending. was not cloudy and depressing what are you talking about i'm saying plot wise for being dramatic it's like it'll start out like how amazing and relaxing this place is and then something bad will happen and it'll be depressing and cloudy and then and it won't, and be it won't become and cloudy it'll be covered in goo the goo is the, the the is the is the problem. There's also clouds over 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 it in Mario Sunshine. In like Remember the that? Main, in the <laughs> in the main hub world, yeah. But like most of the places they go are not covered in clouds. It'd be fine. They would they would they would not. They can they could do it without killing the beach vibe. I I I believe in them. Um, John, have you been playing any video games? Have you only been watching? <laughs> um. Oh my god, I have I have been playing a lot. Um. 
Well, this weekend I'm going to play the Street Fighter Six demo. I'm excited for that. Fun. Um, what else? Um, my roommate and I we played some Elden Ring. We started off. We named our man, our mm-hmm. dude Robert, <laughs> because we just love that contrast. It's like, oh, go, go forth, reforge the Elden Ring. Let let um this man with a big dramatic name help you on your guide. I, I am this. It's like names with like ten syllables, and then it's like, what is your name, Great Warrior Robert? <laughs> I am Robert. Uh, what else? What else? Keith. What else? Uh, I put. Pl- Look out for Keith. <laughs> um, I play. I played Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order not too long ago. Beat that. Eh, it was very fun. I platinumed it. It was actually really easy to platinum. So now I'm ready for the sequel next week. Uh, oh, Resident Evil Four remake. Yeah, of course. I played the playing the hell out of that right now. I I got through the first playthrough and I played played a bit of mercen of the new mercenaries mode. That was fun. And then I'll probably go through my second playthrough some more. I didn't realize that on professional mode it doesn't it disables auto save. So mm. I got I literally played for like an hour and then I got killed and it went back to like my last save point. I'm like, oh, oh. Damn, that was oh, no. <laughs> not used to this. <laughs> we're we're back in the GameCube days now, boys. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that's fun. I'm I'm not sure if I'll platinum it because the platinum is like stupid. Like the requirements for that are stupidly hard. I think I'm just gonna like go through it again, um, get some clips, make a cool uh, video montage out of it for the channel. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I also just got I going to play again i'm uh i just got gamefly because there's just so many games coming out this year i want to try but i don't want to pay like 70 bucks for out the gate for that brings me back yeah it brings me back it's a great deal it's a great deal i'm like i'm getting my copy of dead island 2 just shipped i'm like oh cool i'm gonna play (laughs) that i'm gonna play that for a bit and then return it and then uh immediately after i'm gonna get the next that's not uh, the volleyball one is it dead island no 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 uh, but yeah, after I'm playing Squint suspiciously. After <laughs> after I give up on Dead Island 2, I'm gonna return that and then I'll immediately get uh Star Wars Jedi Survivor after that. And I'll probably platinum that hmm. in, in another week or two. So that'll be fun. <laughs> I can't wait. What have you been playing? Neat. Uh not a whole lot, actually. Uh I've been dealing with some stuff. Uh I am in the process of moving back to the United States, and that has taken up a lot of my time to be honest so just like the basic stuff of like you know when i have a moment i jump on pokemon showdown and and do some random battles i've been out of the ou for a while because uh (laughs) they keep they keep banning things and they keep changing things and then they introduce a new pokemon that goes up on the uh the scarlet and violet like raids and so then they bring in like a brand new pokemon and the whole format changes and so i think i'm not going to play the main format until uh until like the dlc comes out and pokemon home comes out and all that and things stabilize because i just can't keep up um i I read they had another patch come out like today or whatnot and everyone's like oh they fixed something and everyone's like no i'm like god damn it come on (laughs) it's been five months you can't like nitpick like little bit of fixes here and there (laughs) yeah i don't know maybe i yeah i don't know about that i'll i'll return to that when the when the dlc comes out yeah, I, I, but I, I might do this. I still need to finish Link's Awakening. Um, and then I will probably start the new Mega Man game that came out. I, I know you're like, what? Joseph isn't playing the new Mega Man game right away. I would like to c- c- clarify 
I played a little bit of Battle Network before. It's very different than regular Mega Man. Yeah. I do like the general vibe of robots and stuff, but it's not like it's not like my oh I gotta play it right like so. But I will play it. It's it's next on my to do list. So don't worry. I also kind of wanted to get a sense of like how how good of a port or remaster or whatever they whatever they call it um, it is, and like what platform might be best to get it on. So I'm giving it a little bit of space um, when I'm actually physically moving. Uh, to a new to, to a different continent uh i will probably have time to to dive into stuff like that again so i again don't worry it'll come uh, i didn't realize that this podcast i didn't realize that collection was 60 bucks beforehand so i was like ready to buy it and they're like oh they're like oh it's 60 i'm like what <laughs> oh god i mean it is <laughs> I, I, it is a, it's a big they say it's 10 it is six video ga- like it is inarguably Six oh, you know, it's a great bang like, for your buck. It's just like, oh man, I was ten dollars. I was like, I literally just if, got GameFly like to like save money on games, but yeah. it's like, oh god, it's like, uh, it's like I'm, I'm definitely not going to play it immediately. Is what I'm saying. It's like I just if want each it. of the games was like ten dollars on like the digital store and you bought it that way, like I wouldn't bat an oh, eye. Yeah. Like ten dollars for an old Game Boy Advance game. I'm not denying that's that. That's reasonable. I'm not denying that. It's just that um, when I get the rest of the Mega Man like legacy collections for like twenty bucks each, it's like okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like I I I'll, I'll wait a bit <laughs> before I get my copy. Well, I feel like NES games like it is different in NES game is I don't know the value of that when it's it's so easy to get a perfect NES experience for free <laughs> in the ways that one does that. Um, Game Boy Advance is also not very hard, but it's it's at least slightly different. And the the point, like I I do kind of want to get it on Switch. Um, I'm just sort of waiting to make sure that like the performance on Switch is okay. Uh, like because Zero was fantastic on Switch. Mm. I I think the Zero. Zero ZX Legacy Collection, like if you uh, like, obviously, like notwithstanding quality of the games, not that they're bad, but just like I'm talking about as a remaster. I think it's a fantastic remaster. A source, I think it's a source port is the technical term mm. that we throw around. Um, like it's it's, it, I think that's one of the best ways to play those video games. Um, I don't know if that's going to be the case with this. Kind of want to let people have their hands on it for a little bit before making that decision. Also because it doesn't have cross net play, which I feel like. It's like, man, if you wanted to have like the online battles, if you could have just sorted out cross net play, like I think that would have. Yeah, that's if you're going to divide your community, if you're going to divide your communities like that, then it's just it's it just kind of affects the whole vibe. I don't know. I'm I'm not a big fan. Yeah, because so like we we'll, were we'll like see. we were talking on the Discord. It's like, oh, James got it already on PC. I'm like, oh, damn. And then like I'm and, getting yeah, James got on PC. You're get you want it on yeah. Switch. I'm getting it on ps4 because that's just where i happen right. to have all my other Mega Man games <laughs> right right so we'll we'll see i i think it's interesting we'll, ta- we'll i'll certainly talk about it more on a podcast in the future don't worry but yeah uh that's i think pretty much it is there anything else you wanted to touch on before we wrap up john uh no i think it's pretty much it all right well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Game Cola Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to check us out on our actual internet website, GameCola.net, our YouTube channel, GC.net, the letter G, the letter C, the word dot, the word net, or at GameCola on YouTube or on Twitter, as long as that has not completely fallen apart by the time you've listened to this podcast. Not a guarantee. All the check marks died today or have been in the process of dying. So who knows? Who knows if we're even Game Cola on Twitter? We are Game Cola on Twitter. Don't worry. I'm going to change the Twitter. You know, join the dis- I'm going to change the Game Cola Twitter to Men in Suits. 
<laughs> you can uh, join the Discord, chat with us on Discord. It's always fun. Uh, you can find the link in like the Twitter bio and on the Game Cola website. Uh, I do want to give you a call to action. Uh, go to the Game Cola YouTube channel. Watch the new Hacks and Slash animatic that I made. I worked very hard on it, and I want people to look at it's it. It's very and that funny. That is selfish of it's me. It's great. It's you. You have <laughs> so it's like it's like two minutes. You made share it with your friends. You made something funny. It's that's good to be selfish about something you're proud of. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bite-sized piece of game cola that you can share with your friends because that's how we get more people to watch game cola stuff. It is up to you because I've told everybody I know about the podcast already. I've run out of people to tell. <laughs> so. Thanks. If, if you watch it, if you share it, thanks. If you listen to this podcast, you've made it to the end of this podcast. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, we are on all podcast feeds. Rate us highly on the podcast app that whatever you listen to it, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, like, comment, subscribe. I don't know. Are there any other call to actions I can inundate the end of this podcast with? I don't know. Yeah. Call of Duty I movie. Think. It's happening. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Game Cola Podcast. Have a wonderful day, whatever time it is, whatever time it is. You're listening to this podcast, and we will see you next month. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Woohoo!